As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's going on, everybody? This is Old Mixhead, your boy Chief, and this is another episode of People Believe That. Mm. I think I'm getting better. Yeah. So this episode today is uh, going to be talking about biracial living up, growing up a biracial person. Now, myself and Chief are both black and white, and we've grown up with very interesting encounters with people both black and white hispanic things like that uh before we get started i want to let everybody know if you want to get a hold of us or you want to write to us you want to send us a little message little suggestions comments things you don't like things you do like you can find us on twitter twitter handle is at the will boys t-h-e-w-i-l-l-b-o-y-s you can find us on facebook same name the will boys You can also find us on Spreaker, where you're probably hearing this right now. We are the Will Boys, and this show is called People Believe That. And don't forget the question mark. We are on iTunes. And we are on iTunes. Thank you for reminding me. I didn't even know we were on Twitter. Well, I, you know. I need to come to the meetings. Well, you can just call me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yo, again, we're going to be talking about iTunes iTunes. All right. You can find us on iTunes. Just go to your, go to iTunes, open it up, go to your podcast section and type in on the search area, type in the Will Boys, or you can type in the show name, which is called People Believe That. And don't forget the question mark. You find all our episodes, new episodes every Monday and Thursday, starting at 4 a.m. Central Standard Time. We do it so early that way you can wake up and the shows they're already waiting for you. If you're on the East Coast or West Coast, well, you know, you got to shift accordingly. So let's get started with this episode. Again, yeah. talking about being biracial in this great U.S. of A. Yeah. Does it matter if you're black or white? Does it matter if you're black or white? Does it really matter if you're black or white? Yeah. So let's talk about when we were kids. Right. Um, it was uh, to say it was difficult. And I'm not I'm not crying. I want to start to sound like, oh, poor them, poor guys, you know. Who they're just crying about this, crying about that. They know they got it good. They got the, they got that good hair. Right. That's the that's a, that's a, one of the first things I hear is all oh, they, the, the mixed breeds. They got the good hair. <laughs> you know? No man, you know this is a funny thing about um, our hair anyway. I don't I don't know how it works for other biracial people, but from ones I've talked to, they can attest to what I'm about to say. Right. All right. Uh, 
some days you wake up and like you have a, a nice amount of hair. Some days it like you know it's a little more curlier than other days, right? Yeah. So you can like use a different type of like a pick or something, right? And you kind of throw it out a little bit. Or it, it just has a different feel to it. Right. And then other days you get up and it's like weird, like <laughs> half straight on the left side. You got like a cowlick <laughs> on the right for some reason. Uh-huh. And then like bangs for something happened in the front. And then like some days it's just straight, like just straight, like, you know. Do you, did, I don't remember. Did you have a widow's peak? No. I think I did. I don't, I don't think I did. It wasn't like a prominent widow's peak, but I had a oh, I fairly down. decent widow's peak when I was younger. Yeah. And that and, and one of the big pro, uh, things going on today is is the whole when when white people say to a black person, "Can I touch your hair?" Yeah, I think I I didn't know that that was actually a thing. Yeah, no, we they, um, they didn't really say, "Can I touch your hair?" Because our hair, my our hair was it was straight, but it was curly, but it wasn't straight or curly yeah like our hair can just depending on what season it was <laughs> <laughs> you can easily pass as like a, a young Jewish boy hair like a nice yeah, little young Jew, Jufro Jufro yeah. is, that, is that racist I hope not Hebrew fro Hebrew fro <laughs> Jehovah <laughs> right, whatever yeah so yeah it, it was it was just you know the hair thing you know and we grew I grew my hair out a lot not on purpose I just I always wanted I just always wanted that to be able to straighten my hair for some reason straighten your hair yeah like I wanted it straight and slick mm. where do you think that like that image came from TV like who uh, I, I watched Saved by the Bell growing up a lot mm. <laughs> so you was you was a AC Slater Zach kind of fellow was you hey it was on TV okay uh, I see what's going on here. He had Kelly. He had Kelly. So Kelly was the winner? Um, Bro. I wouldn't say Kelly's the winner. I Bro, like Lisa. Screech was winning. How was Screech winning? He had the Jew fro and the black girl. He didn't have the black girl. Yeah, he did. He chased her. He stalked her for a long time, but she always turned him down. They never got together. Uh, to be continued. All right. Well, we'll we'll have to have a whole episode on the intricacies. Someone called Dustin right now. <laughs> We're going to be fact-checking. <laughs> Get Dustin on the go. phone right now. I'm sure he ain't got nothing else going on right now. Yeah, he's, he's somewhere being dumb. All right. You know so, who I wouldn't mind interviewing? Who? Oh, Jesse. Oh, Jesse Spano? Elizabeth Hurley. I'm so excited. Not Elizabeth Hurley. Elizabeth. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> what is her name? It's Elizabeth something. Spano. No, her last name was Jesse Spano from the show. But yeah, anyway, she's a girl from Strip uh, Strip Girls. Showgirls. Show, he said Strip Girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all you can think about. You couldn't that's think all, about that's the why plot I of the story or why. Or was, was there a plot to the story? Uh, it's been so long, man. I think I watched it once and out of respect for Saved by the Bell, <laughs> I never watched it again. I was like, no, ma'am. Not my Jesse Spano. Not my Hashtag uh, not my Jesse. <laughs> Can we get that going? Hashtag not my Jesse, please. Okay, so back back to the... Uh, back to the issue at hand. Yeah. Biracial. Biracialness. Have you ever come? Have you ever talked to uh, other biracial people and they share the same issues that you've you've had 
as far as you know what just kind of issues you like, talk about I- that identifying self-identification things like that yeah uh whether they um people tend to believe that people that are biracial uh from my experience tend to think that you have to choose one side you have to favor one side more than the other right um and that's what I struggled with I struggled with loving rock and roll and trying to fit that into rap and hip hop right because at the time they hadn't really blended yet I mean they had Run DMC did that thing with Aerosmith but I that's, mean, as, that's as far as you listen as... you listen to it if it's on but you're not <laughs> you're not gonna go to a store looking for it I mean at least not at my age at that time you know there might have been some old heads old heads that uh probably did but not us or not me anyway but um yeah a lot of uh, from what I have encountered a lot of people are dealing with uh whether they're more like the black side or more like the white side you know and we can't speak on behalf of all biracial people because it's more um people that are biracial of other ethnicities you know black and Asian black and I mean Spanish. white and whatever I mean it's just you know it's Hundreds of combinations, or thousands of millions. I don't know how many combinations. There's a lot of combinations. There's a lot of combinations. Yeah, and 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 one thing that I always found interesting is, is uh, people will always say we're all mixed with something, but in the thick of it, you know, it's 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 generally, hey, he he's black, he's white, mm. he's Hispanic, or Latin. I don't know the political correct term for uh, Latin people. I don't think uh, you know what John. You ever watch John Leguizamo? When he stand up? Well, not really, kind of. But he has this. He had a show on Broadway where he talked about uh, where the Latino culture comes from, and there's really not a, a race. He said there's not a. It's, it's not to call a, a Mexican person Latino. Mm. I, I no. It was it was something to evolve around that. Y'all y'all go look it up, and it's really interesting to, to hear what it, what his thoughts are about it. He says that uh, Hispanic. That's what it is. Mm. He said to call a Mexican person Hispanic is kind of like an insult. Not an insult, but it's not correct, right? Because Hispanic would mean that they're from Spain, or right. they derive from Spain, Spanish. which really they're the Incans and things like that. Right. So it's more of a Latin culture as opposed to a Hispanic race. Right. Yeah. What was like? What were we talking about? <laughs> I just got off of John. I, I got. I, I thought of John Leguizamo, and I just started thinking about all his comedy bits. Okay. Yeah. So by so a mixture of people. Right. Um, I've come across a few mixed people, and generally speaking, it really depends on who they're raised by. Um, not a lot of people I've come across were raised by both parents mm. in terms of being biracial, including us. Right. Right. So, but we had, our dynamic was different. All right. Our dynamic was our father was black, mother's white. They were divorced. We lived with our mother, our white mother, but we were also raised by our father's family. Right. Grandparents, aunts, uh, things like that. So we came up with both sides, but uh, most people I've come in contact with, they were either only with their mother or only with their father. Um, Rare have I experienced where they they came up with both and they were able to have that self-identity 
or be able to identify with what they feel they are. Mm-hmm. They would just pick a side. Yeah. How, how, what do you think could drive a person to ba- literally just cut off an entire side of their, of their family history? Uh, I think it has a lot to do with uh, where they live, yeah. what, they, what they've grown up around. Uh, why they are the way they are, what makes them tick and all that type of stuff. Uh, a lot of environmental influences, you know, with us, especially like, for instance, when we had moved out to uh, at the Northwest side, uh, it's predominantly uh, Hispanic neighborhood, school, area of town uh, that we lived in. And there weren't many black people there. There really weren't many white people there. Yeah, It was mainly Hispanic. Uh, and, and most of the schools we went to didn't have a large number, well, at least elementary-wise, yeah. didn't have a large number of black people in it. Right. So our, our our black influence were limited to when we visited our grandparents, uh, which was pretty much every day. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's not that we didn't have a black influence. It's just we're just surrounded by more of other races. And, right. and we identify visually with people who are brown. Yeah. You know, so you tend to hang around other people that are, that look like you just right. off of instinct coming up, you know, survival instinct. Someone that looks, my, I had a best friend, his name was Santos. Um, kicked it like years in elementary, you know, but by the time we got to middle school, people started branching off, you know, because when you hit middle school, like all the other schools start coming together and those numbers start increasing. Right. So when we hit middle school, I was starting to hang around more of the black crowd because I was into, into sports and whatnot. And <laughs> <laughs> that sounded horrible. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Okay, but what I, what I meant was, and then he kind of like branched off and started hanging out with, with more uh, other, other Mexicans and, and, and uh, Hispanics. Right. You know, and we don't have any love lost. We just ran out of things in common. Right. And we weren't really looking for things in common because... We were looking for things in common uh, and within people of our own community. Right. Yeah. Finding some, finding something in common with a complete stranger is really big in terms of growing your social, not social status, but just your social belonging. Uh, you know, when, when, when we find like your family, you know, if, if your mom cooks a certain food or, or, or listens to a certain music or your dad uh, talks a certain way and then you realize that there's somebody else out there that can share that experience with you because they're very similar in the way their parents were brought up then you all have a lot more in common and that can bring everybody closer and that can bring the two closer together right. so when and, it, and it's and it's really difficult for a biracial person because like we said earlier there's so many combinations out there to find another person who has the same combination as you is very rare right. so and here's okay. Here's, here's here's a fun fact. Uh, I I went on and did the ancestry thing. You did? I, I, yeah. When was this? Like some years ago, man. I spit oh, in a little. They, they sent me a little kit. I spit in a vial and sent it into the internet. You know what Bill Burr says about that? <laughs> that's what. I was, that's exactly. Uh, Do you know what Bill Burr says about sending your DNA to the internet? Yeah, yeah, I definitely did that. They're man. building your doppelganger oh, right now. Hey, they've been had that. Like you understand, we were in oh, the military. Okay. Like they have all types of vials. Yeah, they got our blood. blood they got our urine. Urine. 
any everything other secretions they can. They dig cut out. my hair when I went to boot camp, so they got that I'm too. Surgery two times that I can remember. Yeah, they're waiting. Like oh, we do blood tests. We do HIV tests twice a year. Okay. They're, <laughs> I told them they're building super soldiers. Hey, I went to Iraq 5'10". I came back 5'11". I was 26 at this time. Oh. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what, what those guys are doing over there? Yeah. So how, how did the ancestry thing go? I'm interested. Yeah, so it turns out um, the white side is, is is basically from Ireland and Europe in that area. Like they see, we're Irish. They um, hell yeah. From, I don't even from, drink. From, that's from, like that's like sacrilegious to Ireland. <laughs> Ireland, you can't say Ireland. It's not how it's correctly pronounced by the Irish. It's Ireland. They from from all the people that I've been able to talk to and collaborate stories with, or whatever. Uh, Irish, they some of them have migrated to Europe. To try to blend in, make for a better life, <laughs> and then from there they uh, they you know went transferred to America. Yeah. Uh, also on the um, on our father's side, uh, our grandparents are black sides from Congo, uh, Ivory Coast, and and uh, Ghana. Tell so, me a little bit about those countries. They're all on the on the west coast of Africa. Off the horn? Like on the left side. On the wait. The, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm um, I'm so confused right now. Yeah, okay. You know, so the west on yeah, on the left gotcha, side of okay, Africa. Okay. You know, I was looking like at right on like Ivory Coast, right on the coast. It's beautiful. Right. You I I, I like their I like their Facebook page. Sorry? I like their Facebook page. The Facebook page. Ivory Coast, Africa Facebook page. I wasn't aware. I'll tag you in something. Yeah, just, we'll, we'll talk about that. Just, um, oh my God, I already lost. So, are you playing a game on your phone? Yeah, you can win money on it though. Oh, all right, that's cool. But I lost the first one because I was talking about the Ivory Coast because it's beautiful. Right. Like the, the culture is beautiful, the people are beautiful. Um, it's just kind of you know, it was just it was just something I wanted to do. This was around the time when I came back from Iraq after my suicide attempt, and I was just trying to rebuild myself, figure out who I was and where my family came from and the history and all that other type of stuff. So, What's that other one The uh, where you can look up your uncle, not uncles, but your grandparents, not ancestry, but it's a tree something? Uh, I don't know. Well, I, I think I did. I did something once, and I looked back, and I think I found... Uh, our grandma's grandparents. I'm not sure what... I, I can't remember. Yeah, I'm all the way back to the late 1800s with our family tree. Hmm. Yeah, so you should try to check that I out. I think it's family tree. Familytree.com or something. We're not endorsing any of these places. We're not getting <laughs> paid at all to say these names. Right. We're just we're just telling you how it is. Because if I got an endorsement, it would be from Topo Chico. Topo Chico. Imported Mexican mineral water. It has a really weird taste, and you're not supposed to drink water from Mexico. Yeah. But, you know, I don't like Trump, so. <laughs> so, if anybody knows, anybody from Topo Chico, one of the finest mineral waters made in Mexico. This is water? Well, I poured a little juice in it for flavor. Oh, okay. But, uh, <laughs> but I have drinking several of them. It looked without... like tobacco spit. I was, I was wondering, like, no, that's no, water. No, I, I poured something else in it. Okay. Like, um, a little crystal light. Okay. Yeah. All right. For flavor, you know, 
But no, back to the back to the subject at hand, man. Yeah, I did the ancestry thing. We are half, you know, our mother's side is you know, like Irish. I talked to her about that, and she said we got Irish, German, and not English, but uh, what's what's the other big one over there? Not English. Not oh wait, yeah, it is English, not mm-hmm. British. I thought it, was got, it wasn't British. So it's like Irish, German, English, uh, most of the medieval country. <laughs> you know, most of the ones that had castles and were like hanging right. people by their ankles. Right, right, right. Torturing them with rats and, and tar feathers and stuff. Right, like that. right, right. Now, I don't know. I, you know, me and them, I, I used to ask them for school projects like, what about our ancestors? Where are they from? And she said, they're from here. So right. I went to school and I said, hey, yeah, my ancestors are from America. She said, no, nobody's ancestors are from America. No, there's a whole bunch of people's ancestors from America. Right. We talk about what they're we're talking about. called Little like, Feather. Yeah. We're talking about Native <laughs> Americans, things like right. that. But, you know, apparently we have some uh, link to uh, Africa. And I've never, I've never been uh, privy to any of that information except until now. So that's, that's pretty cool that you brought that up. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when you're, when you have I'm trying, such, I'm trying to pull it up now. Yeah. When you have such a, uh, I don't, I don't want to say, what am I, how, how do I say this right? When you have such a combination of very different <laughs> backgrounds and then you, you, then you tie in the American, the historic, the history of, of this country right? and you throw that in one pot. Right, they they the people call America the melting pot of of uh, modern society, right? Mm. But there's still a resistance to it, you know. Like there, there's still. I, I honestly believe that people that are skin color that have that have the mixtures and things like that, they're literally the people that are going to be of the future. Yeah. So you believe? Um, yeah, I've seen I've seen a lot of um, people who have researched and geneticists and all types of stuff like that where they believe the future uh, that all all of mankind will basically be like a shiny type of brown you know like a like an Italian? No, not like olive uh, more like you know just like just like a like you're talking about like a, like a brown right. just like just these these you know mulatto you're right. These different yeah. shades of, of brown because everybody's going to be mixed, right? I don't personally believe that. I don't, I don't think we're going to make it that far. Um, <laughs> think we're going to be wiped out before that I comes? Mean, think the aliens are going to come? That's a whole different topic, bro. Like, <laughs> you, 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 I always try to... I'm trying to keep it light here. Right? Yeah, it's not digging I'm trying to keep it light. It's not going down uh, that rabbit hole. I'm trying to keep it light, man. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I believe that... Uh, with our background, uh, with our history, our, our family history, uh, comes, it helps you answer some questions about yourself. Yeah. Why you uh, are here? Like where? How you? How your family ended up here? Like what came with it? The mindsets. Like why my mom was taught the way she was taught. Why her parents were taught the way they were taught. You know, uh, I have a, our grandfather was born in 1934. You know, so that means he was, and that was in Mississippi, in Aberdeen, Mississippi. Um, and he had to live through the time of through Jim Crow and all the way up until Martin Luther King's assassination. And I mean, think about it. Like in the '60s, in '64, he was 30. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? When Wrong Vietnam man. was going on yeah. and all that. So by the time 70 hit, he's my age. Yeah. At, at, in 1970, you know, where it's just barely coming out of that. It's that post, quote unquote, post-racial, you know, time. Right. But he's in the military the whole time, so he's kind of like hiding from it. But he still has to deal with it, just yeah. on his, on a different scale, you know. So you look back on all your your own our own history, our own DNA, and you think about the the struggles, the the generational curses that have been passed down, uh, the generational blessings that have been pla- passed down, and uh, it helps you understand the type of things that that have gone wrong with, with you, you know, and that have made you who you are. And it helped me uh, get rid of a lot of demons that have, you know, basically followed us throughout the years for whatever reasons, whether it's some voodoo or some weird Irish chicken dance. Or something, you know, like chicken whatever, dance. Uh, whatever they do over there, drinking, whatever. Drink. Addictions. <laughs> and and these are just stereotypes, people. And I'm Irish, so I can say that. Yeah. That's one of the good things about being biracial, too, is that you can, you can kinda, talk about both of them. You can talk about good. both of them because from my experience, tell, now tell me, okay, let me ask you some questions, man. You always ask me questions because you're really good at this. So yeah. let me ask you. Yeah, well, so, hey. You know, you know. So let me ask you a question. Um, has, has it been your experience um, being biracial that uh, as far as how people receive you or perceive you, uh, black as far as black and white goes, we'll, we'll talk about other races as well. But black and white, um, do does and not not necessarily family. You know, um, we'll talk we'll talk about that too. Mm-hmm. But do they receive you as if okay? Well, he's half black, so he's still black, or he's half white, so he's white. Like which side picks and how do they pick and choose where you um, go? In my experience, being both black and white. Uh, first, the first step is they ask, what are you? Right. Yeah. I get that. What are you question? Yeah. One of the most awkward, odd, uh, worst ice breaking questions you can ask anybody. Really. How, how do you answer? I, I say, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, because I, I know what they're getting to. But I want I want to point out the fact that they're asking a stupid question. Mm-hmm. They should ask me, like, what my name? What's my name and, and where I'm from? Things like that. To, mm. to get to know me, not to get to know what I am. Like right. that's that's not, in my opinion, that's not important. Anyway, the first question is, "What are you?" I'll right. say I'm black and white, and sometimes I get, "Oh, okay," and then we get into a conversation. But uh, other times I get, "Well, which one do you claim?" And I always find that funny mm. because when 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 they ask me what do I claim, what they're saying, what what I hear is, "Which one do you not claim?" Which one? Right. Are, which one are you gonna okay. ignore? So it's like when people say Barack Obama's the first black president. I laugh at that. Why is that? Because he's not black. Biracial. He's biracial. To say to say he's black, oh, man, I can go deep. Disrespects this. his mother, right? Who raised him by herself? Which is interesting. Uh oh. Uh oh. You know what? You know what? Though we're not gonna get into that. Okay, let's say that. Let's let's just leave let's, it there. Let's, let's we'll save it. that one. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> got me another episode With on your the way. Fancy new beard I saw on TV. It's a nice little 
Yeah, nice little little salt and pepper going on. Yeah, you he know, got a, he got one of those biracial beards. He got know? one of those Santa Claus beards. You know, he got some Irish in him. No, he got one of them beards that's like about a quarter inch from being terroristic looking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so. <laughs> All right, so back to the subject. So they ask you, what are you? I'll right. say, what do you mean? And they'll say, what race am I? Right. Sometimes they'll, 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 get, they'll figure out that I'm, I'm, I'm mixed. They'll say, are, are you mixed? I'll say, yeah. And I'll say, what are you mixed with? Black and white. Okay, which one do you claim? I'm like, I don't claim either. I'm like, well, what do you mean? I'm not black and I'm not white. How can I claim one if I'm not? This, this is this, okay. This is my theory on on biracial people when they claim that they're one or the other. If you take the color blue mm. and you mix it with the color yellow, what do you get? Green. You get green. You don't get. <laughs> Are there gonna be more questions like this? <laughs> I, did, I was not prepared. Hey, you gotta be on your feet, on your toes. Oh, Lord. You get green, right? Mix blue and yellow, you get green. Right. You don't get blue. You don't get yellow. You get a you get a combination of the two, which creates a green. new color. Even if it's a lighter, brand new even color, if it's a lighter green, even if it's a lighter green, green dark green, uh, forest green, or if it's whatever green, lime green, whatever, you get a whole different color. Right? It's a combination of the two. How do you mix two completely separate things and end up? with just one of those things. I'll give you another example. You get a glass of white milk, right? Mm. Then you get Hershey syrup and you mix them two together. What do you mm. get? Chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. You don't oh, get thank God. That's two down. <laughs> this these are not these are not hard questions. But but I did, you know, I'm no you know sometimes pressure, man. Pressure no. That's pressure, not an excuse. Man. We're gonna talk about this. <laughs> you get chocolate milk. You don't get Hershey syrup. Right. You don't get more white milk. Right. You get a combination of the two. So when when a when a biracial person says, "Yeah, I'm mixed, but I spend more time with this side, so I claim this side." Like, well, what what does that mean? Like, you're just a you're you're that out of a a circumstance, right? You're you're this because you weren't raised in a certain area. It doesn't matter where you're from. Mm. If you're if you're Nigerian and you're raised in Mexico, you're not Mexican. Right, mm. that may be your nationality. Right, there's a difference between ethnicity, culture, ethnicity, race, and nationality. nationality. Right, but they all like it's like a Venn diagram. <laughs> Sorry about that. We had to uh, cut real quick. My daughter came in ready for Many bed. more of your family members interrupt this podcast. You know, I have a lot of kids, bro. I can't guarantee any of that. All right, so we were talking about the difference between race and nationality, and overall, we were talking about biracialnessness. Um, Biracialness. I, I hope that's a word. Biracialness? Biracialness. It should be. It, it is, is now. It is now. Yeah, we not, said it. If, if it wasn't. All right. Biracialness in, in basically in America. So we were talking about the differences between nationality and race. And also how they re- have received us. Right. And how in our experiences with uh, de- dealing with it, because it's really is what it is. You're, you deal with what, the, you know, the hands you're yeah. dealt. Um, but to further answer your question, uh, I, I've been asked by every race, not just white people, not just black people, but Hispanic, Asians, things like that. They ask me, which one do I claim? And I always say, I don't claim either or. 
They say, why not? I say, because I can't. If I claim black, that means my mother and that whole side didn't, it doesn't exist. Right. If I claim black, it's the same thing. Or if I claim white, it's the same thing. And I I refuse to do that. I don't care. And you you know about the, what's that? It's the one drop. Yeah, the one drop rule. Right. You know, they they came up with a... (laughs) Our grandfather. My my grandfather uh, pulled out this book. Yeah. And his pro-blackness the 116th was like, rule. Let me explain something to you, son. The white man <laughs> made a book. No, it was an Asian person. Was it? An Asian person, it was It was under the census. But it was, for, but it was for America. Yeah, so it was basically. Right. Yeah, it was I for mean, the white man. That's because, you know, Asians are good at math. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so nonsense. Uh, How dare you? A possible geneticist or a calculus or a mathematician was this? Did you say a calculus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a geneticist a, or a calculus? A, a calculus or a geometrist? Some type of calculator? Yeah. Somebody had made a book stating that. And I'm this. This I this mind you this this conversation happened well over twenty some years ago right, but from my understanding of what this book is and what it means is that the one drop rule means if you have one percent blood that's black, then you are considered black. Yeah. If you are not pure white, you are considered whatever. If, if, I think it was the one drop just dealing with just black, or was that like whatever race? No, it was whatever race. If you have one drop of black, you are considered black. Like if you're Asian and you have one drop of black, you're considered black. Wow. Because cause basically I, you're not white. Right. Right. They, and they even say that whenever, for instance, uh, you have to, I, I've been filling some applications recently and they get yeah. to the part where they ask your ethnicity. Uh, sometimes they give you the option of other. Uh, not putting anything. Okay. Uh, but a lot of times it's black, white, or other. Black, white, Asian, Hispanic, or other. Right. Or, his, or non-Hispanic. Yeah, or yeah. It, it's, it's, Hispanic has its own area, its right. own box. It's like. And it also has, the non, the non, non-Hispanic has its own box too. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, so what they, what they wanted, it was for a census, uh, how they determine ethnicities, right? So, basically, what they determined was if you had that 116th, you are considered black. Right, you can be uh, Asian, you can be Hispanic, Latino, you can be uh, whatever. If you have one sixteenth, you are considered black. Right, or in better, in, in more moderate terms, not white. Hmm. So I think that's where that came from. Hmm. Uh, now people have used that against me because hmm. I'm I'm very vocal on not claiming one side or the other. And people have used that that whole uh, arithmetic against me, saying that well, America sees you as black. I said I don't care. Right. I don't, America see me as a as a polar bear. Doesn't mean I'm a polar bear. Right. Uh, they've also said that uh, because of that whole one sixteen thing. My my defense to that is who look at who made that. Right. Who, who developed that whole and way of thinking and why? Right. When did that come about? Slavery. Mm-hmm. When black people had began, when Lincoln had freed the slaves, quote unquote, and now they're open into society. They had to determine who, because of all the slaves giving birth to their slave masters, now you have 
us walking around. <laughs> Basically, right. you had the very first era of mixed biracial people. Yeah. Uh, black and white. So they had to determine what they were because biracial was not a acceptable term. It wasn't even in their realm of uh, ideology. Right. It, to them, you know, black people were considered what three fifths of an actual person. Right. They weren't even a real person. Yeah. They were three fifths of a person. Yeah. Uh, meaning they weren't actual people. They were more like animals, stock, cattle, or whatever. So they were, uh, when they started mixing it up, you know, uh, slave masters, seeing, seeing that chocolate glistening out there in the sun, started mixing it up. Yep. Then they had to go in and, and read and, and re uh, evaluate what they would consider, you know, the, the kid. Right. And w- what comes from that is determining what their national, what their race basically is. All and they that- didn't want to deal with the fact that uh, white men were sleeping with black women and. Well, no, them- they, they did. Uh, to me, I feel like they did want to deal with it and how they dealt with it is by punishing uh, in, the, in the eyes of America, punishing the mixed uh, child by calling them black. Right. Because it, it's about white supremacy. Okay. Uh, and unfortunately... We, no, we, no, no, we, no, 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 no. Actually, some- actually, that's not true. You, you know how Jim Crow dealt with it? Not Jim Crow. What was his name? Lynch. Yeah, Willie Lynch. Willie Lynch. What he did was he divided the mixed people, the mixed racial people from the, from the full... Well, his well, they treated they treated no, the mix, really, they treated the light skinned ones way better, and then they treated the dark skinned ones worse, which divided black people amongst themselves. All right, so so Mixhead's talking about the Willie Lynch letters, right? Uh, Willie Lynch was a renowned slave owner who apparently wrote a letter that explained how to maintain your slaves and keep them under your boot. And ultimately, what he said was, "You divide them. You 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 set, you, have, you you cause division between the young and the old, the dark and the and the light, uh, the men and the women, uh, adults and the children. And if you look at our society, that's exactly what's what is what has happened from the time that they were quote unquote uh, freed. It's been division. Uh, and then they try to divide it by class now too." But that's what I meant by white supremacy, uh, that that's what all that was created for, was to further separate the races by saying, okay, not only are you not black or not not only are you not white like your father or your mother, but you're you're black. So you have to, you know, so we've been over time, generation by after generation after generation, um, biracial people. Uh, have had conflict with their own identity uh, in every generation. You think about it, every generation had different problems of their own, uh, especially depending on where they lived. Uh, for instance, if you live more up north, it might be more accepted, whatnot, so you might can get away with marrying a, a white person and be out in public with them. Where down south, it may not be as accepted, so you're going to m- probably lean more towards being with uh, a black person if you're mixed and there's obviously many cases where um, 
people go against that. For instance, the dude on Comedy Central, Trevor Noah. Yeah. He actually was in Africa. He lived, he's from Africa. He lived in Africa. His parents were- but South Africa, uh, right. right. His mother was black. His, his father was white, but they lived during apartheid, which is basically, uh, you know- They wanted all black people out of South Africa. Right. It, 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 was, it was basically like how it was in South, um, um, in the South of North America, in the South of the United States. Uh, which was, you know, was you know the divide, the, the division. Just the southern states: Virginia, Florida, Mississippi. You know the the, the, the Georgia, the Confederates, right. the Confederate states. You know the losers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, kidding. Uh, now, I'm talking about the Civil War. I'm not calling people from the South losers. Yeah, we're from the South. We're. You know what though? People don't say Texas is the South. Yeah, they do. They don't. They say that's not the real South. Maybe maybe not white people, but black people. No, but I'm telling you. Who? When I was in the Navy, people say, who's from the, and the they would say, who's from the South? I'd oh, so they're answer. talking about mainly like, you know, like Mississippi, right. Louisiana, Georgia, Georgia Florida, 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 Arkansas, like that. And yeah. Alabama, stuff like that. Yeah. No, we the South, man. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I know. Trust me. I know. I know. I know. But they didn't I know. know. I know. Anyway. But let me, let me, let me uh, um, say this too. Uh, being. Myself personally, I don't know how this happened with you, but coming up to elementary, I had plenty of biracial nicknames: <laughs> <laughs> Oreo, Zebra, Zebra Klondike. Yeah, you know. You didn't know, you didn't you used to call yourself Charlie Brown? Charlie Brown. Yeah, but that wasn't really that really wasn't like a biracial thing, but I made it one. I thought because that's was. that's all that's how it was, you know. Brown. Uh, you know. That's what I, I've always leaned to, and. And with, in our family situation, um, our mother, I'm, I am my mother's sixth child, but her first black child. Yeah. Half, excuse me, half black child, right? Right. Um, I, I don't know exactly for sure. I've been told over the years that her family kind of didn't, parts of her family didn't accept my dad because he was black. Uh, I've also heard it's probably because he was violent. Probably was a combination of the both of the two. Yeah. They probably expected him to be violent because he was black. Possibly, I don't know. I've never had any real conversation with anybody about on the it. white about it from the white side of my family. Um, there are a few exceptions. Um, I am close with my oldest sister Candy. Uh, I am close with my aunt Cindy. Uh, and you know, there's just, there's just sprinkles. Or just around, you know? I always find it interesting that a lot of people don't jump on this, but with time and a willingness to learn, so much can be gained and accomplished. Yeah. You know, when you're stuck in your, when you're stuck in your own way and you're used to one thing and then something new comes along and you just, you don't want to be a part of it. And you just shut it out and you just deny it and deny it and deny it. You're losing out on so much opportunity. So, you know, we all, all over, man, like we all have so much to gain from. And this isn't like a let's all hold hands and be cool type of situation. But like on the cool, it kind of is, man, because, you know, with my beliefs and, 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 and God and the, and the Bible and whatnot, like and even, by, even beyond that, uh, I've learned so much from different races that give so much quality to my life, you know, uh, yeah. not just food either. 
you know, oh, I love Italians, like Linguini. No, it doesn't. It's not what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> stuff you learn from their culture. Yeah, man, Olive Garden. Yeah. You know, like, I, uh, you know, I, when I was in Iraq, I worked with some Ugandan um, soldiers. Oh, yeah. Military. Yeah, oh, I worked with Ugandan soldiers. And when I went to the military, uh, it was my first time really spending any actual time with white men or white dudes, period, you know. Um, I, I personally, for whatever reason, I just never really was attracted to the white females. I've always been really attracted to black females. Pause. Uh, I do remember up to about 96, you only dated white females. What? Yeah. You're talking about in elementary? Yeah. I mean, that's not dating. That's elementary. <laughs> and that's all that was there. Yeah. You know, I had, yeah, I had girlfriends, <laughs> you know, that's what you want to call them. Who's that girl? No, Kitty oh, Hawk. What, 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 we, what, we dated at a, yeah. we, we dated, counts. we dated at the, in the lunch line? What? <laughs> hey no. girl, you want some of this chocolate milk? She was your Valentine. No, nah, man. That, that don't even, elementary don't even count, man. Yeah, it does. Nah. Counts for me. That's because that's, that's the only place you got real action. Hey. So, anyway, right. Um, Say so you never found white girls attractive. No, not really, man. Like me either. You know, it's, it's weird because I used to- and, and and but I do believe. I'm, I'm not saying, and this is not like I'm saying oh, all white women are ugly. I'm not saying that no, at all. Some, like there's there are. I believe um, there are beautiful women in every race. Like and 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 me personally, even though I'm physically more attracted to um, black women, um, or was attracted to black women, I'm not. I don't have an eye for black women no more. I have an eye for my wife, who happens to be a black woman. It's. I'm trying to be politically correct here, people. He's married. <laughs> I'm married. All right. Let's get that under understood under a union under God. All <laughs> He's right? backpedaling right now. Yeah, yeah. He said some stuff, and he knew his wife was going to hear it. No, I'm just. All I'm saying is, is that he's scared for whatever reason. He's shaking. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless of the race. If, 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 if you are, you know, uh, if you are filled up with ugliness on the inside, then I don't care what you look like, like it will transfer in my eyes and I will see exactly what it is that's causing you to be ugly and you will not be pretty to me no more. Let me ask you this question. How do you feel when you hear somebody say, if you're a black man, and you date outside your race, you're a sellout or an Uncle Tom. No, that's just the devil, man. Like, that's all part of the division I was talking about earlier. Okay. That's that's generations and generations of of um, being taught to hate and being taught to be divided. That's the Willie Lynch letter manifest. Okay. That's the devil manifest, you know. Um, and, 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 and it's like that. It's like that on the white side, too. You know, and that's the beauty of being biracial. If you really... If you really accept who you are, you understand it. I'm not white. I'm not black. I'm something. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, both. A, I'm, I'm both and neither at the right, same time. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I'm both and neither. I'm gonna get that tattoo. I'm both and neither at the same time. When it On comes my to that. neck. You know, and and what you come to learn is that you you if you really, you know, start asking the questions. And I've I've had so many of these moments where I'm. Asking like, okay, who am I? You know, who who am I? Why am I here? All those type of questions. How did I get here? Like, why? What's my family history? Why 
do I think the way I think? Why do I feel the way I feel? How come every year around a certain time, it feels weird for me? You know, how come every time in the winter, it gets harder on me? Like it has to deal with generations of, of programming. Right. It's just programming, man. It's just new iOS. It's just programming. There's, there's ghosts in the system, you know, and you got to get them bug fixes. You got to get the bugs and all that. You got to get the updates. You got to get all that, you know. McAfee. But you can only do that if you go to the one who created it. But anyway, all I'm saying is, is that looking at being around in the army, being around white people, opened my eyes a lot to them because for the most part, I was very, I was not anti-white because I I have my mother who, who's white and I'm not a hypocrite. So I can't hate white people and love my mother. Right. But for the most part, I only identified with black people only because the situations and, and, and places I found myself in, I was being discriminated against for not being white, right. even though my mother's white. There was a time I went to IHOP with our cousin, Neil. Yeah. At the time, my mom was married and her husband was a white man and uh, had my little sister there who's who's white uh, and my cousin, Neil, who's white. And I remember sitting there and I felt like I was the guest, <laughs> you know, and like and it, what brought it up was the waitress had said something like to your son would you would, you know she she oh my mom said no oh no the, this orange juice or something is for my son and then she handed it to Neil oh uh. and I was like this blankly blank <laughs> you know so there's moments like that where you like sit back and be like man you know and then it and it pushes you in a certain direction you think that's it's an acknowledgement of perception what's that when you're in that you're in that setting and you realize that no matter no matter who we are the perception the out the outside perception uh looking at us uh it's it causes what am i trying to say the the, the, the like, like you said she handed it to who she perceived was her son and that was not you right now would you say she was wrong or do you think that she just at the time I was, she at the, assumed at the time I had made a big deal about it because um, I was young you know I didn't really understand like I really didn't have a lot of understanding on race and racial relations and the, and how this, the history of how the United States I'm talking about we're only going off of the history that we're taught in school, which is not really history at all. Right. You know, history is rewritten by the victors. So who, you know, up at that point, I didn't know none of that. Right. So at the time I was mad, but in retrospect, she was just going off of observation. Yeah. What it looked like, you know, what things appear to be the site. She didn't have, you know, yeah. she didn't, you know, if she was smart, she would have put it down in the middle of both of us and just left it alone. Or just ask like, well, which one is that? Something I don't know, right. but she just was like, "Okay, here you go," and um, you know, it, it kind of made me, you know, reevaluate from that point on. But it also gave me like a little bit of a, a hatred, you know, because I grew up always having this. Um, I've always, even when I before I believed in God and before I got into a church where it taught me what the Bible actually meant, and not just you know whatever the pastor was feeling at the moment, like. 
when I finally started learning, it, it helped me like look at it differently. You know what I'm saying? Like instead of just seeing white people as evil because of what they've done to black people all these years, right? It made me take a step back and look at it like, okay, well, and this is gonna sound really weird too. And this is this is where I'm at in my life right now, right? Okay. I feel bad. Okay, man, this is gonna sound so horrible. <laughs> Please look. I'm look. All right. I okay. I can justify. Okay, this is okay. Look. Whatever, right? I feel absolutely horrible for what happened with our black people in history, black history in America, right? Uh-huh. And I feel horrible for the people who did it to them. Because one, I hate, I, I hate the fact that people have to go to hell. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I hate the fact that those people were so deceived into believing that black people weren't humans. You know what I'm saying? I hate the fact that they didn't get to live their life learning from this person's experience or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? Right. I hate that. You yeah. know, that's just the type of empathy I have. Yeah, that doesn't sound so. I mean, I thought you were going to drop a bomb or something. No, no. I, I, it's I just, you know, like, because there's so many. This I have a lot of really militant black friends. Right. Oh, okay. I have a lot of really militant black friends who are like the white devil, you know, shouldn't have no remorse for them and all that old type of stuff. Real quick, simple yes or no. Do you believe black people can be racist? Absolutely. Okay. I mean, don't get into it. Yes or no. Back to your point. Yeah. So it just, uh, I look back, I've met so many super dope friends. Mm hmm. Which allowed in the, in the military, which allowed me to go back after I got out and reconnect with some of my white friends I had that I was just acquaintance with, yeah. but turned out to be really good friends of mine. I have a homeboy's name is Jason. He lived with us on a in, in, in Converse or whatever. Um, he's a fireman, right? He's a fireman. The dude's dope. He does hunting. He's like a, he's like he's like if you were to say. If, if they were to stereotype what a white person is as far as looks. Okay. Okay. And what First I mean, what I mean is he, he's a fire, he's a fireman. He has a, a, a nice build. You know what I'm saying? He's muscular. He's, he's in, he's jacked. He, he hunts, you know, so he got the whole cowboy thing going, you know, all that type of stuff. And you would never, in, in, in the world that we were supposed to be living in, me and him would never be friends. Right. right? But he doesn't see me as a, a black dude because he believes in God too. So he just sees me as a dude. You know what's sad? <clears throat> uh, hearing you say this stuff brings me back to uh, when I was in the Navy. Another Navy story. Not not a story, just a realization I had while I was in the Navy. Every now and then we would have these, we would be able to eat on the outside of the ship, right? The whole crew would go out there and we'd eat, have good, it's like a good morale building, you know, thing because we're on the ocean for like weeks at a time. Uh, one of the last ones I had we would go out there, we'd get our food, and we would go out and sit and talk amongst ourselves, right? I remember look, walking around, and I would see the groups. You know, I would, and I would see... The cliques. The cliques. In the Navy, right? Yeah. In the middle of the freaking ocean. You see the black kids. You see the, the nerdy IT guys. You see the, the name, mostly white. And you see the white, the white older guys, and you see the black older guys. 
And I thought to I was like, what the hell is going on? Like we're serving in the military, in the middle of the ocean, and we're still dividing ourselves. And I and I, what 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 it got to me was it was mostly younger kids. It was mostly the younger people, the twenty to twenty five or the, or the eighteen to twenty five year olds that were doing this. And you see the black kids over there; they're doing their whatever, dancing and you know doing their dances, whatever dance new dance thing is. And you see the white guys over there just laughing and chuckling and whatever. And I'm not against people gathering up. It's just I thought, why are people so against growing? You know, why are people so against uh, expanding what they're not like their knowledge of, of another human being? And I, what 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 hit me is I, I came up with this this theory. It's the cul-de-sac mentality. All right. Exactly. The cul-de-sac mentality is when you stay in a certain spot in your brain and you refuse to live because the world is so huge. The world is such a big place, and there's so much that you can learn. So many places you can go. So many uh, just, obstacles you can cross they just over. Stay on their street, but they stay in that dead end street, and they refuse to go out because they're either afraid, or it's all they know, and they're just comfortable with it. They don't want to go outside of their comfort zone. Well, you know, I've I had to I had I had um, some situations that were similar to that. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you how I feel about that after I say the the situation. Uh, it was, <clears throat> uh, what year was that? 2008? Was that when Obama was elected? 2008. It was 2008, the day after Obama's election, right? Me, I personally, this was before I had kind of got woke, if oh, you will. Oh, boy. This is before my wokeness, you right? woke. But I still didn't care who won or who didn't win, right? Yeah. I still then was in the belief that, um, you know, voting worked and was real and all that type of stuff. So anyway, I went to work the next day. And no lie, like you said, there were groups. Yeah. The black people were so happy. <laughs> we won. Yeah. I still didn't get my Obama package in the mail. Like everybody was like, so, and, and then like, and then the white people were so sad. Really? They were hurt. Like they were mad. Like they were like visually, you can tell they were disturbed. Well, that's that's weird because a lot of white. Not people, all of them. Okay. Yeah, about because a lot of not white all of them. Were pretty happy that. And some of them didn't care one way. The what I like you said the the, the age the age groups right? right. But this is what I've what I've come being deployed all right I, i've been deployed twice and uh, uh my second deployment i really really did a lot of like thinking over there a lot of reflection and and whatever right um and what i what i've come to accept is that you are forced to work with the people you work with and they're all different races and nationalities or whatever right you know, if, you know, if your division does it right. So with that, when it comes to break and relax, people tend to go to where they're just comfortable, right. where other people that they can relate to. It doesn't. And I believe that there are many instances, instances when the people are being closed minded, have the cul-de-sac mentality. Right. But a lot of the other time, I think it just has to do with comfort. I think it just has to do with, um, 
somebody who who has lived the same type of life you have right and you just want to be around somebody that understands what you're going through in in the in the same place that y'all are at i can kick it with uh my white friends in the military and have conversations with them about topics but they have no idea like the type of life i went through being biracial and being considered black and then here's the thing white people consider you black Black people don't necessarily consider you white, but they don't call you black. You well, light, you're light skinned. Yeah, which yeah. is a whole a whole nother. If you and this stereotype. is this is one of the popular uh, things said about biracial people concerning being accepted by the black community. If you're biracial and you do something great, you're black. If you're biracial, and you do something not great or not accepted by the black community. That's the white side. That's the white side. That's the white side. That's the white in them. Yeah, look, listen, listen to that song. Listen, that's the white in them. Yeah, I said, like, man, I like uh, Metallica. <laughs> they have a good rhythm. Nirvana, man, I like that. I like that. I, like that. I, like, I got team spirit, bro. Oh, that's the white side of it. Look at, look at, look at, look at, look at. I told, uh, I told this guy once. Uh, I said, man, you ever, you ever like want to look at a like a volcano erupting? He's like, you mean like on TV? <laughs> like, no, I mean like be there, you know, like in a helicopter. No, like be on the island and you and you can see the lava pass right by you. So, dude, that's the white side in you. Like, you know, black person want to do that, bro. Like, dude, what the hell does that mean? You know, I'll tell you what it means because you know what the truth of the matter is. I believe that stuff too, to a certain degree. So I that's can just white people. No, 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 no. I'm I'm talking about the mentality. Like where the mentality comes from. That's it's all so it's all psycho- psychology or sociology or psych- psychoticology. Um, <laughs> I've, I've, I've psychotic been studying, studying psychoticology yeah. for as long as I couldn't remember. And <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. No, so what I'm saying is 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 that the reason why they say white people are like that is be, um, because for and this is a this is a blanket, you know, statement. It's not like uh it doesn't cover everybody. But for the most part, their lives aren't as uh I don't want man, I don't wanna say it wrong, man. <laughs> there, there's there's right. there's a careful. Careful. There's a certain there's a certain level of danger that they don't have to deal with. Is that fair? Go on. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Tread lightly. Tread lightly. So, I I tend to believe. Uh, You're saying co- that it's already dangerous enough being black. Yeah, you don't have to add to being the, being to co- the being being of a color. Yes. Okay. You know, and that's historically just the truth. Who said it that uh, like white people party to the edge of death? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, probably Cat Williams or something. I don't know. Uh, probably sounds like. But what I'm, what I'm saying is that I, you know, I definitely, and, and I, I feel like I have the right to say that on a certain level because, and not just dealing with white people, but oh, that's the black you know, because of of where these things come from. Okay. You know, like where, you know, we're, like you said, we're getting to the age where everything's supposed to become blended. Right. Everything's going to become one. That's. What that observation you have is is dope because it, that's also a biblical um, fact that 
It's just, I mean, it's, it's all just new, going to the happen. new world, all one world, one world order, all everybody. Oh, just, so it's a bad thing. No, no, no. What I'm saying is what your observation is correct because that's, that's you, so you are, you're observing things from a secular standpoint, right? Easy. <laughs> okay. Well, what I'm, what I'm saying is you're oh, not. worldly. I'll say right, worldly. 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 That's what secular is. No. Okay. Worldly standpoint. I don't like the word secular. Right. Okay. Worldly. Okay. Right. Um. I don't like the term crackhead. I prefer him smoker. <laughs> I prefer, I prefer a moderate drug user. I prefer user. crack connoisseur. <laughs> Whatever, bro. All right, worldly. So you, you're looking at it from a worldly perspective, right? Okay. Um, but to give you the confirmation, biblically, all nations come underneath one rule, okay? Meaning that every single nation has one world leader, you know, which is in, it's going to be through the UN or whatever, right? And all the races are going to start combining, like you were saying earlier, right? right. So, um, where we at now, though, I can see, like, where I learned this from or where I learned that from. I'm able to compartmentalize but not use it against the other race. Like, I had a lyric in one of my songs that says, without my, you know, this was a song I was talking about military, and uh, I said, without my uniform, I'm just another nigga to you. I'm a lost soldier in my country. So what I'm saying is, is that there'll be times I'll go into a store and I'm wearing my uniform and... Just get all the praise and respect. Right. And and 99% of the time, regardless of what I'm wearing, if a black person is in front of me or behind me, they will open the door for me or hold the door for me. Right. Um, and maybe 80% of the time, a white person will just let it shut or, or look at me funny. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or, you know, give off that vibe. Right. And I'm not out here just looking for that vibe, but you, you can feel a vibe. You know what I'm saying? You can feel like when they look at you weird or whatever, right? And when I wear my uniform, I get a whole different reaction. Right. At least from the white side. Black side, they're the same either way. Right. But it comes from the white side. And now I'm saying that to say this, that goes back to what I was saying about how people, the race different you know what I'm saying um the white supremacy that has taken place in this country and that has ruled this country and that hides and sticks its head out in its policies and its whatever secret meetings whatever and run throughout this country has conditioned um many white people to believe that racism doesn't exist that it's an even playing field that black people should just get up, lace up their bootstraps, hit the streets, get a job, stop complaining. And they believe that because that's what they're taught, mm. right? And they believe that it's just a straight, even playing field. Now, compared to the blatant racism of the past, I can see how it looks that way now, but we're still dealing with generations of being behind. White people came to this country, feet running, you know, what, they hit running the, and gunning. They hit the ground running, right? Yeah. And they had all this time to build up um, wealth within within their family, generations of wealth. Even if it's not millions and millions of dollars, they still have generations of of moving forward and progressing right. with land and opportunity and business and whatnot, right? Not all white people. Like, there were the Irish people, immigrants that came over and they had to struggle, work dirt farms, farm, right. dirt farms, and, and you know, whatever stuff they were doing. Potato farms. 
Right. Uh, <laughs> potato chips, you know. Uh, but, you know, but, you know, they, they still, as time got better and as white supremacy took off and they, hey, it doesn't matter that you're Irish, you're white. You're still better than a, than a nigger. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So as time goes on, goes on and progresses or whatnot, um, it's just it's just easy for me to see now. Um, maybe not easy, but it's, it's 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 more noticeable for me to see the differences in how our cultures are reacting. You know right. what I'm saying? And what's interesting to me is let me ask you about this. What about the hip hop phenomenon in the white coat in the white community now? What's the question? So there are many. Like I've watched, I've seen world star hip hop videos, right? Mm-hmm. Fight videos, and there'd be some country bunking, dropping you know, words, boot scooting, boogie, right? You know, uh, dropping the m bomb while they fight. What's up, nigga? What's up, nigga? Just based off of watching other watching black people black people fight, right? So now that's how they fight. Yeah. So not even just that, music. Yeah. You know, and I'm not. I'm not going to go. We're not going to go into the whole hip hop right. industry, um, white people culture. I'm just talking about as far as um, influence, because it goes both ways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. White people's influence on black people is it's more business infrastructure. It's like more. That. Yeah. It, it's it's more building it's, in a. Uh, it's been going on since the time they've got here. Yeah. You know and. Um, black influence on black people is relatively new. Yeah. Uh, I take it back. Black people's influence on white people publicly is rather new. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Because black people have been historically, are just going back to slave days, were the ones who were breastfeeding kids, were the ones raising the kids, were the ones... Uh, even back ancient times were the ones that taught white people how to use seasonings, taught white people how to bathe. I'm talking about like deep, deep ancient times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm talking about, so publicly, um, as far as music and entertainment, black people have have been able to, you know, uh, be influential on white people. Um. So speaking on the whole white people using the n-words towards other white people I, it, it's kind of funny um not like haha funny but it's it's funny because it's like a like a circle you know they that word was used to degrade and demean black people during slavery right uh now they're using it to demean and to demean each other and they got it from black people using it to demean and degrade, or as Jay Z likes to say, it's a term of endearment, which I think is funny. But for for white for a white for a white male to use the N word towards another white male in the situation of a fight, it, it, it's it's definitely towards what you said. It's influence from the black community being taken by the white community. Why do they do it? Because uh, it's, I think it's just, it's been, it's so heavily accepted in the black community for black people to call each other the N word. And you notice I'm not saying the N word. Mm. Uh, I'm not. You're against it. 
I am. Um, I, I try. <laughs> I try not to. Say, I used to say it a lot, uh, but that was when I was younger, and it didn't have as much meaning to me because I heard it so much, right? right? But now I like. I just. I don't. I don't. I don't like saying it. Uh, I, I don't find it to be a term of endearment. I don't. I'm not against people saying it. I just. I just choose not to say it. Yeah. Me personally, I just. I have been trying over this last year to guard my tongue better. Um, I have a bit of a cussing issue. Yeah, we all do. I've gotten better. Hey man, I was 13 years Navy. Cussing was language. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting better. And also not using, uh, not saying nigga so much. Right. Like I say it, um, I was. Um, Can I answer your question? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we got to close this up pretty soon. But I think, I think white people are using the word, using the N-word towards each other now because they're emulating what is popular. Right. And what is unfortunately made popular by the black community to use that word in such a passive tense. Mm. Right. It's in this, in that. What's up, man? You know, this, that. And it's, it is, it is looked at as a term of endearment, which is amazing to me. Because it came from degrading, demeaning. Just think, think of it like this: there was so there were so many people that the last word they heard before they were hung or burned or killed or shot or thrown on a railroad train was the N word. In the name of being the N word, now it's hey buddy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so popularly used. White people are now using it with. A, towards themselves because yeah. it's not because they hate them but because it's just popular it's right. like it's like uh like, cool, they, like they would they would never call each other nigga back in the 60s oh yeah no they say oh you're acting like a you know what right. I mean? and that would have caused a fight a nigga lover right exactly right? right that would be a reason to fight somebody to be called that right now they're calling each other that because it's just popular right right so that's just you know it's one of those things that Kind of irritates me, and it's it makes me upset that that word is still being used so so freely, and there's no understanding of what. Think about there's a 14 year old kid right now, guarantee has no idea what where that word came from. Yeah, guarantee it has to be. Yeah, and once they learn, say, well, that's not what I mean when I say it. They're just going to keep saying it. Yeah, that's up to them. But that goes back to what we were talking about earlier with the culture and 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 uh, certain things that they've taught us to. They've they've when I say they, I mean the government have taught the... Or not taught. They taught. They have or they haven't. But I, I think it all has to go back to to the division we we're talking about. And uh, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, as far as the N-word goes, uh, it's just one of those touchy subjects. Being that I'm half black and I've been called a nigga my whole life. Well, I was once called a moon cricket. Yeah, moon cricket. What the hell is a moon cricket? Uh, I guess at nighttime underneath the moonlight. <laughs> bless you. Underneath the moonlight, um, crickets look black or something. <laughs> Everything looks black <laughs> at nighttime. Uh, he, he didn't say moon cow. Then he called me moon. Singing to the moon? or He said, you moon cricket. He was amazing. He said, you moon cricket. If anybody out there that's listening to this. Ever calls me a moon cricket again. <laughs> no, if anybody out there knows 
what a moon cricket is or have ever been called a moon cricket. Know the history of a moon cricket, why a person would call another person a moon cricket. Please let us know. Send us an email. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Go to Spreaker. You'll find us on all those platforms. Please let us know what a moon cricket is. And we're going to go ahead and wrap it up right there because I think we went pretty far. I get a final thought. Okay, final thought. Final thought, man. Regardless of what your race is, regardless of how your face is, uh, don't judge somebody based off the, what's, what's among the key things there? Don't base them off the color of their skin, but the content of their character. <laughs> Bless Sorry. you. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, when you try to get through them pearly gates and you find out Jesus was black. Whoa. <laughs> or Whoa. if you find out Jesus was white. Oh, okay. Either way, right? Or you find out he looked like Aziz and sorry. Yeah. It don't matter. Um, it does matter to know your history, know the history of where we're at, how we got here. Uh, yeah, that's all I got, man. Stay prayed up. Love y'all. All right. Just if you guys want to contact us, you want to get a hold of us, want to follow us on some social media, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, Twitter handle is at the Will Boys, T H E W I L L B O Y S. You can find us on Facebook with the same name. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on uh, Spreaker, Spreaker.com. We are the Will Boys, and this show is called People Believe That. I'm Old Mixhead. I'm Chief. See you next time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.